he's upset when people assume he's drunk because he stumbles. He's self-conscious when he talks because his speech is affected. And it really bothers him when people think he's lazy. I hate being called lazy or you don't do anything all day. It's not like that at all. I hate that. Like, it tires you out, like, constantly. This is MS, a podcast about one of the world's most misunderstood diseases. I'm your host, Andrea. I was diagnosed with MS when I was 31 years old. In this episode, meet a young hockey player who hopes to inspire other athletes affected by MS. This is Donovan's story. Donovan first noticed something unusual happening to his feet on a trip to Mexico with his friends. Those were my, for sure, symptoms. I started feeling my feet, like, were completely numb the whole time. Numbness and tingling are often early signs of MS. At the time, he didn't think much of it and assumed it was an old sports injury. Growing up, he played everything from high school football to basketball and baseball. 21-year-old Donovan was also an active hockey player. His highest achievement was playing college-level hockey with the Concordia Thunder at the University of Edmonton until his symptoms began to affect his ability to play the game. And I uh, was losing coordination, right, in my balance. But the symptoms seemed to come and go. So he joined a junior B team in Airdrie, Alberta, even if it wasn't at the same level as before. He had a few practices and wound up playing a full season. That year, Donovan won the Unsung Hero Award, recognizing his sportsmanship and positive attitude. When the next season began, his symptoms started to flare up again. He never told anyone, but he felt really unsteady on his skates and was exhausted. He couldn't explain how one game of hockey left him feeling like he had played three. He needed painkillers just to make it through a single period. He had to keep asking his trainer for pills to numb the pain. It got so bad, he started asking his teammates to get them for him as well. The distress continued off the ice. He was working construction. On the job, he struggled with balance, framing houses, and was having trouble seeing things, like the nail in front of him. But if he blinked, his vision would come back into focus. He went to a local optometrist and was told that there was nothing wrong with his eyesight. He took several trips to the walk-in clinic to try to figure out why he was sore and exhausted all the time. Again, he didn't get any answers. But yeah, I started crying because I didn't know what was going on with my body. I knew something was wrong. Donovan found it very difficult to cope. It seemed his life was falling apart and he had no idea why. So he drank alcohol to help numb the pain and temporarily make him forget that something terrible was going on with his body. There were times he was drinking five days a week. Fell into a depression, right? Drinking a lot and taking pills, over-the-counter pills. I had my whole life ahead of me, and all of a sudden it got crashing down. And I was like, now what am I going to do? According to the MS Society of Canada, depression is more prevalent in people with MS than in the general population. People can suffer from depression not only at the time of diagnosis, but throughout the course of the illness. Donovan was suffering from vision problems, pain, numbness, and balance issues. 
Scott's coordination was failing him as well. One night he went to go skating at an outdoor rink near his home and he just kept falling. And I went to the outdoor rink and I kept falling and I kept falling and then I finally just pulled on my phone and I phoned mom, my mom and, and said we need to get checked out. I can't skate anymore. Something seriously wrong with me. As his health continued to decline, he decided to move back home to Shonovan, Saskatchewan to be with his mother. Thankfully, this move would help Donovan pull himself out of the darkness with the help of close friends and family. Surround yourself with good people. That's what I did. Back home, he made an appointment with his family doctor. His doctor would then send him for an MRI scan. Donovan traveled two hours to Medicine Hat, Alberta for his appointment. A month later, he received a phone call that changed his life forever. The MRI scan confirmed he had MS. It's like, oh, I have MS. Like, I kind of felt relieved I had an answer. And kind of felt like, what's the next step I have to do now? When I was diagnosed, I admit, I didn't know anything about MS. I found myself feeling very anxious about the unknown. But Donovan was already aware of multiple sclerosis because his uncle lives with the disease. He had even participated in MS walks to support his family in the past. So I'd walk with my grandpa, then lo and behold, I end up getting MS. His main concern was, okay, I have MS. What do I do now? Living in a small town in Saskatchewan, once again posed a challenge to getting the help he needed. There was always traveling involved to see a doctor. His neurologist is four hours away in Saskatoon. Donovan, his mom and aunt, would drive there to discuss his initial treatment options. They laid out my options, like I can take needles or I can take pills. And, or I can do infusions. The car ride back home was a quiet one, as he was rather overwhelmed with information. After some thought, he opted to try self-injection. In his mind, it seemed like the best option. He was afraid to start taking pills again because of his previous addiction, and he had no idea what an infusion was, so he chose to inject himself. And I had to give myself a needle three times a week. The medication was Rebif, an MS drug that is self-injected three times per week under the skin. Rebif is available in a pre-filled syringe and can be administered using an auto-injector. You simply push a button on the device and it will inject the needle for you. An auto-injector often alleviates the anxiety of having to inject yourself with a needle. It was hard, like in my back, it was hard. I had to get like my mom to do it or a friend to do it because I can't, I couldn't reach back there, my coordination and everything. Later that year, Donovan stopped his treatment. His symptoms didn't seem to be improving but actually getting worse. His coordination was so bad, he could no longer run. Walking had become a challenge. I was doing good with my right leg, but my left leg, I couldn't even lift 25 pounds. So his family took another trip to Saskatoon to speak with his neurologist. His doctor agreed to switch medication and suggested he try Lemtrada. And they gave me options, recommendations, and they said, well, let's try Lemtrada. Lemtrada is given as an infusion into a vein. 
Each infusion takes approximately eight hours. For the first treatment, patients receive one infusion per day for five days. A year later, individuals receive one infusion per day for three days. Typically, there are only two rounds of infusions given to patients. Within a few months, Donovan received a phone call from his doctor saying he could begin his first round of Lemtrada. He was excited and felt at this point he had nothing to lose. So he felt good about changing medication. Once again, Donovan drove four hours to begin his treatment at a clinic in downtown Saskatoon. His mother and aunt came with him. They stayed for the week to support and keep him company during the eight-hour-long infusion. After his first round of Lemtrada was complete, Donovan had to self-isolate at home to protect his weakened immune system. This quarantine that we have to do right now, like, I'm used to it. I couldn't go anywhere for six months, for six months. For six months, he was home recovering and unable to work as well. His friends held fundraisers to help his family pay the bills. They held a slow-pitch tournament, a dance, various auctions, and a pancake breakfast. The money raised helped Donovan cover his travel costs for treatment and food expenses. His infusions were covered through the drug support plan MS-1 to 1. He's very thankful there's financial support available for his medication. Otherwise, the infusions can cost over $11,000 per round. To date, many provinces have added Lemtrada to their drug benefit plans. People with MS, they can't work. A lot of people, a lot of them can't work a full-time job. Like, how do you expect us to pay for it? I can only work like three hours a day. I want to work, but I get so stiff and sore from sitting all the time. I can't sit there. Donovan finds it difficult to hold down a job. He physically cannot work 40 hours a week and lives in a small town, so employment opportunities are limited. MS has affected his eyesight, speech, balance, and coordination, as well as he suffers from chronic fatigue. All are common symptoms. It's frustrating when people don't understand his condition. People not understanding and saying like, oh, you're lazy, you don't do anything all day. He really struggles with people thinking he's lazy because he constantly has to rest. I hate being called lazy or you don't do anything all day. Like, it tires you out, like, constantly. Earlier this year, he was working in retail, but was laid off because of the COVID-19 pandemic. His ideal employer would be someone who's patient, understanding, and willing to try to work with his situation. Donovan's latest MRI scan in January of 2019 was good. The results came back with great news. My last two MRIs. It's been working on my lesions are shrinking and not all of them are active. So that was good news to hear. This was the best news he had heard in a while. His symptoms were improving. He was walking better and felt steadier on his feet with better balance. In September, he was invited to attend the MS Can Be Summit in Toronto, Ontario. The weekend event brought together young people with MS from all across the country. Donovan had never experienced anything like this and was excited to share stories of challenges with MS with people his own age. A highlight for Donovan was the evening dinner reception where he felt so comfortable surrounded by his peers. I don't know, it just felt awesome like getting up like during like a speaker to go use the washroom or something. If you stumbled and bumped something, like no one really 
cared because they're like, oh, he has MS like we all always going through. He took comfort in knowing that he wasn't being judged if he tripped or bumped into someone else's table because of his coordination problems. No one in the room was going to assume that he was intoxicated just because he had trouble walking. This is something he faces back in his hometown. When I walk and like sometimes I stumble, my left leg doesn't move when I tell it to. You can feel like the eyes, like daggers in your back, those people staring at you and it's not a good feeling. He's experienced this type of stigma many times. I actually went to a bar in Calgary when I was living there. And they're like, whoa, we can't let you in, you're too drunk. Like, I haven't had a beer yet. I'm like, I have MS. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Donovan thinks one thing we can do is to stop judging people. Don't assume the worst. Instead, try to be compassionate and helpful where you can. In the four years since his diagnosis, Donovan has learned a lot about how to stay positive throughout his journey. A simple thing like changing his vocabulary has made a big difference. One thing that I do to try to keep positive, I don't say like I can't. I can't do it. Like, oh, like tomorrow I can do it. Or in 10 minutes I can do it. But right now... I I just don't say I can't. I just kind of remove that from my vocabulary. Despite his daily struggles, he continues to do the things that make him happy. This year, he taught himself how to play guitar. He doesn't give up. Now 27, one of Donovan's main goals is to inspire young hockey players. I spend a lot of time at the rink. I love hockey and talking to kids watching hockey and helping them out. With the help of a friend, he has slowly found himself back on the ice. Side by side, they skate around the rink while Donovan pushes the net for support. Like, I need the net to hold me up so I can push the net. His hope is to one day play another game of hockey. He wants one more shot at the game he loves. I want to skate again. That's my long-time goal. I want to play hockey again. I tell myself I'm going to play one more game. Go, Donovan, go. If you'd like to reach out to him, I will put his contact information in the show notes. People, young people that were athletes too, that are facing, I know I'm not alone. Like, there's other people that I just want to reach out to them and give my side of the story that I'm going through it too. Thank you for joining me and letting me share Donovan's story. Donovan, I know you were nervous about how you might sound, but I promise you did an amazing job. Thank you for being such a wonderful guest. If this is the first time you've listened to This Is MS, please go back and take the time to check out the other stories I've shared. Do me a favor, tell your friends about This Is MS. I would love it if you gave our show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This Is MS is written and produced by me. Audio editing and sound design is by Rob Johnston. If you have a question about one of the episodes, you can contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Team Dunner. This Is MS, created with support from the MS Society of Canada. A proud presentation of the Curious Cast Podcast Network. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.